Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Tamara Bell Walker, a 45-year-old woman who was last seen on May 5th, 2020 in Little Rock, Arkansas. Tamara was married and living with her husband, but in February 2020, Tamara's father said that she stopped communicating with him. In early May, he received messages from his daughter's phone that he did not believe she had written. He called police, and when they went to Tamara's home to do a welfare check, her husband said that he hadn't seen her since May 5th. Four days later, he was dead. But Tamara has never been found. What happened to her? And who is responsible for her disappearance? This is Tamara's story. Since it's the week of Thanksgiving, I decided that I would do something a little different this week. Instead of one new episode, there are two new, shorter episodes. Both this week's stories involve women who went missing in the past two years under mysterious circumstances. There isn't a lot of public information about either woman, but their stories need attention. Our first story this week is about Tamara Bell Walker. I found her story while I was doing some research about missing women, and it immediately struck me because of the information that we do have surrounding her disappearance. Now, you would think after almost two years of doing this show that I would no longer be surprised when I find a story like Tamara's that has gotten almost no attention from the media. And I guess I'm not surprised as much as I'm still angry and frustrated I know that every missing person case isn't going to get the same level of attention, but there are certain stories that make you really ask why it hasn't gotten more. And both this week's stories made me ask that. Because Tamara's story has been underreported, we don't know when or where she was born or anything at all about her life growing up. But thanks to her dad, Calvin Bell, we at least have some information about what happened in the months before Tamara went missing. According to Calvin, 
Prior to February 2020, he would speak to his daughter almost every day. In June 2020, Calvin was interviewed by the Arkansas Democratic Gazette, and he was living in New Mexico during this time. And so he said that he would speak to his daughter by phone regularly. And Tamara was living in Little Rock, Arkansas, with her husband, Corey Walker, who was 44 at the time. Corey was originally from Arkansas and had children from a previous relationship. And it appears that Tamara had at least one child of her own, but it doesn't seem like they shared any children together. Now, in February 2020, according to Calvin, Tamara's dad, his daughter began confiding in him that she was having issues with a house guest that had been staying with her and Calvin. In the interview with the Arkansas Gazette, Calvin doesn't provide any more information about who this house guest was or what the issues were exactly. All we know is that whoever this person was, Tamara was having trouble getting along with them. Shortly after that, Calvin said that he began seeing changes in his daughter. Now, Tamara suffered from bipolar depression, but it seemed like she had it under control. And so her father doesn't attribute the change in her behavior to that. Calvin said that Tamara had been in the Navy and was receiving disability payments due to her diagnosis. But he seemed to believe that what was going on with her was directly related to what was happening with this guest. After that conversation, the phone calls from Tamara stopped. Calvin had gone from regular contact from his daughter to no communication at all. He said that after about a month, he started to become worried about Tamara. It was not like her at all to go this long without calling him. And so on April 21st, Calvin sent a text message to her. The message said, Give me a call. Just checking on you. Call me when you can. But Calvin didn't get a response. None of his messages to his daughter were getting a response, and that deepened Calvin's concern. But Tamara was 45 and living in a completely different state with her husband. I'm sure that he felt helpless. Her sister told the Arkansas Gazette that Tamara didn't have any family in Arkansas, and so there probably wasn't anyone for him to reach out to to check on her. So Tamara's family continued to wait for a response from her. And on May 3rd, they got one. Calvin said that he got a message from his daughter's phone that day after weeks of not hearing from her. And he should have been relieved, but... When he read the message, something wasn't right. He said that in the message, Tamara said something about taking her medication. And he said it was strange because she would never announce to him that she was taking her medication. The message also wasn't written like how Tamara wrote. The message said, quote, I took my meds. I love y'all. We're all right. But... Calvin is convinced that someone else typed that message pretending to be his daughter. After no communication from Tamara, this new message from her was only adding to her family's concern about her well-being. Calvin wanted to speak to her on the phone, 
he wanted to hear her voice to make sure that she was, in fact, okay. The next day, Calvin sent a message to his daughter's phone saying, quote, I need you to call me. He told the Arkansas Gazette that he said that he was planning to contact the police to report her missing if she didn't call him back because it had been over a month and it wasn't like her not to call. He got a message back and it said that she had dropped her phone in the tub and so she was getting a new one. It was supposed to be a believable excuse as to why she couldn't call her dad. But Calvin wasn't buying it. First, again, the message wasn't written like Tamara writes. And second, why can't she just use Corey's phone to call? Calvin said that at that point, he knew that something strange was going on because what was happening didn't make any sense. On May 5th, Calvin again sent a message to his daughter's phone. This time, he told her that he needed to hear her voice, and so she needed to call him. He wrote that if she didn't call soon, that he would assume that someone else was using her phone. And he asked her to use someone else's phone to call him. Quote, I said, these are troubling times, and people's hearts and minds are being expressed. So help me do the right thing, as with not having to get authorities involved, Calvin told the Arkansas Gazette. But Tamara didn't call. Eight days later, May 13th, it was Calvin's birthday. He knew for sure that if his daughter was okay, that she would call him on his birthday. But Tamara didn't call her dad. Every other year, she would call him bright and early, singing him a happy birthday song that she would make up. He said it was always really early, like 5 a.m., because she wanted to be the first one to wish him happy birthday. Calvin said that he waited throughout the day, hoping that he would hear from his daughter, but he never got the call. And so he said that at 8.37, he texted her and said, quote, I hope and pray you are well. I know that something is going on with you now because you would have called me on my birthday. It was the last straw for Calvin. He knew that he was going to have to call the police. And so Calvin contacted the police in Little Rock and filed a missing persons report. He also requested a welfare check. What happened next is not clear because of the lack of information about Tamara's case. The missing persons report was filed on May 13th. Two weeks later, on May 29th, according to her sister, Tamara's car, a 2014 Jeep Cherokee, was located somewhere in Arkansas, but there were no signs of Tamara. On June 1st, police went to speak to Corey. Now, it's not clear if they had attempted to speak to him prior to June 1st, but it's the first time and only time that we have reporting that police spoke to him. But what Corey had to say only made this whole case even more of a mystery. Corey said that he had not seen his wife since May 5th. He told them that he had been out of town since then in Kentucky. When they interviewed Corey, he told them that he had just gotten back to Arkansas and didn't know where his wife was. 
But Calvin said that detectives told him that Corey said that he was in fear for his own life. He believed that someone was trying to kill him. Now, if he told the detectives who or why, they didn't pass that information to Tamara's family. But it wasn't what anyone expected to hear when they interviewed Corey. According to Calvin, police were able to pull phone records and ping Tamara's location. However, what they found is unknown. And when Calvin asked if Tamara's phone had pinged in Kentucky, he said that police wouldn't confirm or deny whether it had or not. Police didn't seem to have much to go on, and so it's not clear how much effort was going into finding out what happened to Tamara. Corey most likely would have been an immediate person of interest, but after speaking to him on the first, it was clear that Corey himself had something going on. The question was, did it have anything to do with what happened to Tamara? Four days after they spoke to Corey, the mystery deepened. On June 5th, 2020, police received a call of gunshots fired at around 8 a.m. in the 100 block of Larch Street in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. When they arrived at the scene, they found a car that had run into a pole, and inside, they found an unresponsive black male. It was Corey. He had been shot in his upper body and was pronounced dead at the scene. Initially, police believed that this was a homicide. And when the news reported the shooting, they said the same. But on June 9th, the police released a statement saying that Corey's death had been ruled a suicide. They said an autopsy had been performed and that the gunshot wounds were self-inflicted. Now, the fact that just four days before his death, Corey told the police in Little Rock that he was afraid someone was trying to kill him, and now he was dead, was suspicious to say the least. But police in Pine Bluff most likely didn't know about what Corey had told the other police when they found him, and so they wouldn't have had that information to factor into his death. But it was strange that he would have shot himself in the chest while he was driving. I mean, why would he do that? Well, a little while after they said it was a suicide, police retracted that statement. A detective working on the case told the Arkansas Gazette that, quote, the original information came from an investigator who went to the autopsy. But until there's substantial evidence that it was a suicide, this will continue to be under investigation. He also said that once the connection between Corey and Tamara was made, that it became part of their investigation. However, they would not say whether or not they believe Corey's death had anything to do with what happened to Tamara. In fact, they have not released any public theory at all. And... It's not clear whether or not they believe that she is still alive. Calvin said that they did not know about Corey's death until they saw it on the news. They also said that no one in Corey's family had reached out to them either. And so they were left with 
more questions than answers. And the one person who could have shed more light on the situation was now dead, most likely murdered. In their interview with the Arkansas Gazette, detectives said that they were actively investigating Tamara's disappearance and Corey's death, but said that that was all that they could say. There is no information about whether any searches were conducted in the area where Tamara was last seen, nor is there any information about any evidence police may have found. Calvin said back in 2020 that he was in regular contact with the detectives leading his daughter's case and was getting regular updates, but none of them had led to Tamara's whereabouts. Calvin said that he was afraid that his daughter was dead. And with such little information, there was really no other conclusion he could come to. It's now been over two years since Calvin was interviewed by the Arkansas Gazette, and it's the first and last article about Tamara's disappearance that I could find. And that article came out two months after she vanished. Since then, there's been no information about Tamara's case. Honestly, I only know that she's still missing because her case still appears in NamUs as missing. But as far as an investigation into what happened, we know nothing. There are a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of really strange things that happened surrounding this disappearance. Who was the house guest staying with Tamara and Corey? And why was Tamara having problems with them? When did they leave? And did police ever identify that person and speak with them? And what about Corey? Did he tell police who was trying to kill him and why? And what, if anything, have they learned about his murder? Something strange was going on in Tamara's life. I mean, that much is obvious, but how it is connected to her disappearance isn't. Because we have so little, it leaves room to speculate, but that doesn't bring closure or answers. And Tamara's family deserves to find out the truth about what happened to her. As of today, Tamara is still considered a missing person, but where her case stands is unknown. But I still wanted to tell her story. I wanted to make sure that you all knew that she is missing and her family wants to find her. If there's anyone out there that remembers seeing anything or hearing anything in the early weeks of May 2020 in Little Rock, Arkansas, you may have information that can lead police to more information. Tamara Bell Walker was last seen on Green Mountain Drive on May 5th, 2020 in Little Rock, Arkansas. Her car was found on May 29th, 2020. It was a 2014 Jeep Cherokee. At the time she vanished, she was 45 years old and weighed 119 pounds. She is 5'9", with brown eyes and short red hair. If you have any information about where Tamara is or 
the circumstances of her disappearance, please contact the Little Rock, Arkansas Police Department. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.